Okay, everyone. Welcome to another exhilarating episode of Not So Common Sense. Today, I'm going to talk about the Ahmaud Arbery killing trial and a little update on it. I found a nice video that I'm going to play. Sadly, of course, you're not going to be able to see it, but you don't need to really see anything. It's about hearing what's going on in the video. And in this video, it's going to be from Indisputable with Dr. Richie. Please go check that out on TYT. It's on YouTube. Check out Indisputable TYT. And you can easily find it. Yes, I'm going to give them free advertisement because, good God, they are great and he is good as himself. And you're going to hear and see how the the fix basically crumbles before your very eyes. You have Travis McMichael. I think that's the son again. I don't know the difference between either one because I don't pay attention to that part. And he's going to be on the stand. He's going to be first shown with the defense, I believe. I'll just let Dr. Richard take over from there, and he'll explain it. But it's pretty good, and I'm going to give my reaction to it. So without further ado, let's go ahead. Let's play the video. The Michael Bryan trial, the people that killed him all off, right? So Travis Michael, who is the son of the father's son, Duo, decided to take the stand. And this was quite interesting because he was crying what has been deemed as white tears. These white tears are something magnificent, magnificent, obviously. Kyle Rittenhouse crying white tears. You now have Travis McMichael crying white tears. And it's amazing to me that this is the commonality. Get on the stand and just make people feel bad, right? You know, when you are a defense attorney, Sometimes you are talking to the jury of one because you only need one to say mm, reasonable doubt. Now that doesn't get you a not guilty, but it gets you a hung jury and you get to go home. Okay? And then the prosecutor has to decide if they want to charge you again or not. Well, now Travis McMichael said, no, 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 you got it all wrong. Ahmaud Aubrey was a dangerous person. He was going to kill me. I was in fear for my life. Here's the testimony. I saw Why? He, he had my gun. He, he struck me. It was obvious that he's, uh, it was obvious that, that he was attacking me, that if he would have gotten the shotgun from him, then it was, uh, this is a life or death situation. And I, I'm more than to, to stop him from doing this. So. Yeah, I got more. Here's what happened under cross-examination from the prosecutor. Here it is. And at this point in time, when you first see him on Burger, he's not going to change his thoughts. No, 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 no. And he never yelled at you guys? No. Never threatened you at all? No. no. Never brandished any weapons? Yeah, he did not threaten to be verbal. No, no. Alright. Did brandish any weapons? Uh, no, no. Didn't pull out any guns. No, no. Didn't pull out any knife. Didn't 
Come in. Never reached for anything, did he? I don't know. He just ran. Yes, he just ran. <clears throat> Give an idea of mens rea, the formulation of criminal intent, the thought process of the criminal act. Here's more. She said, We've had a lot of trouble with thieves. It just worries me because my daddy is slap old crazy, lol. He's old as dirt and doesn't care about jail. And you responded, That's what this world needs more of. My old man is the same way. I did say that, didn't I? And then the next line is, You said, Hell, I'm getting that way. I did say that. She said, after making an example out of somebody, you said, that's right, hope y'all catch the vermin, correct? I did. There you go. I just wanted to play that little, that little slice from this video. Because you got to hear not only how these conservative white individuals cry those fake crocodile tears covering how even proud but damn he just made himself look like he was crying but to try and take the individual who is dead again who is dead they are no longer living they can't defend themselves worth a damn. Take those individuals and make them out to be the aggressor. And I always like to do this because I want to make sure people understand every time I put up a podcast that Maud Arbery was jogging. He didn't give a goddamn about those three individuals. He didn't give a shit about Travis McMichael and his damn father. He didn't care about their existence. He didn't even know they were around. The only thing he was focusing on was jogging and losing some weight and going back home. Keeping in shape. Exercising. The only thing was on his mind at that time. He wasn't out trying to break into anything. He wasn't out committing a crime. He wasn't out trying to commit a crime. He wasn't out to do any of that. He wasn't out to go and try to attack the McMichaels. But McMichaels, on the other hand, they saw, they saw Maude Arbery. And the first thing that came to their mind was a criminal. Oh, by the way, I'm not done with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Because he's going to play another part. I'm going to get back to it. They saw a criminal that can only, that can only, that can only be taken care of by them. 
The police cannot be involved in this situation. Just like Kyle Rittenhouse. The police cannot be involved in the situation. The police are useless in this situation. The only thing and the only one that can apply justice is them. You heard directly at the cross-examination. Directly at the cross-examination. Play it again. When you first see him on Burford, he's not reaching into his pockets. And he never yelled at you guys. Never threatened you at all. Never brandished any weapons. Yeah, he did not try to be verbal. All right. Didn't brandish any weapons. No, ma'am. Didn't plot any guns. No, ma'am. Didn't plot any knife. No, ma'am. Never reached for anything, did he? No. He just. Again, he didn't brandish any weapons. He didn't yell at them. He didn't threaten them. He didn't have any weapons in his pockets. He didn't have any weapons like a gun or a knife. He didn't reach for anything. He just fucking ran. Just ran. And again, after hearing that, how can you think of any one of them having to defend themselves? What are you defending yourself from? Because I've always asked that question. What are you defending yourself from? If you say you're defending yourself, if you're saying you're fear for your life, how and what are you defending yourself from? How and what are you running in from? Why, why are you afraid? What fear is he bringing to you if he isn't bothering you? Because he can't be bothering you if he's running away from you. He's not threatening you, yelling at you. He's not, he doesn't have his hands in his pockets whatsoever. He doesn't have his hands in his pockets whatsoever. He doesn't have any weapons on his person whatsoever. He's not coming after you. He's running past you. You just sit there and let him be. But that's more. That's more. Let's go ahead and let Dr. Sarvis continue. And as you heard, I'll, I'll play it again. Because my daddy is slack, old, crazy, lol. He's old as dirt and doesn't care about jail. You responded, that's what this world needs more of. My old man is the same way. Again, 
she's reading from a conversation he had with another person. They're going back and forth talking about how the crime going on in their neighborhood and how she talks about how her father is, you know, a slap old crazy, the words that she used and doesn't care about jail. Basically saying her father doesn't care about going to jail. He will go and find an individual and put a stop to it. And exactly again, he says his father, who is actually a part of this trial, it's the same way. He doesn't give a fuck about going to jail. He will take matters into his own hands. And then, play, play a little more. You hear something else. I did say it, isn't it? And then, the next line is, you said, hell, I'm getting that way. I did. He said, I'm getting that way. And again, he's under the threat of perjury. So I know that some white ringers out there saying he's being pressured to say it. Where the hell else is he going to say it? That's his word. He's under the threat of perjury. If he lies, if he's on the stand and says, this is a lie that's not me. And he said it. He said that it was him. And the prosecution can say, you actually said this. These are your words. He can go to jail for perjury. So you had to be on that stand and tell the truth. And nothing but the whole truth. Right? You have to be up there and do that. Unless you Kyle Rittenhouse and have a biased judge and a biased jury. So, if you up there on the stand, it's just normally best for you to do so. In this situation, he can't tell. We haven't heard about the judge laughing, giggling, throwing high fives out there with him, like he did with Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm gonna let the video play some more. She said, "Have to make me sample out of somebody." You said, "That's right." Hope y'all catch the vermin, correct? I do. Hope you catch the vermin. And I know you're saying Trey. That could be any person. They could easily decide that it wasn't it was a model operator. They saw him and he fit the description or some sort. Right? And ladies and gentlemen, this is why bias and racism, this is why it is deadly. Here's the next one. Exactly, Dr. Richie. I had to stop you there first, but again, the reason why I'm saying this is because like he said, this is about racism. Again, I'm not just gonna say the fact that they had a Confederate flag damn license plate. I mean, come on, I always was right there, but hey, who knows? You know, that doesn't mean anything. Um, <laughs> but hey, actions speak louder than words. So let's go ahead and let Dr. Richie play the, go ahead and play the last video. You made contact with Mr. Richie. Yes, I did. Okay. 
the shady-looking white guy under the fancy bluff bridge while armed, correct? I did, yes. Now, make sure you understand what's being set up here. So you can, I can paint the picture for you. She's talking about Anderson where they met a shady looking white guy. He's a homeless shady looking white guy under the bridge. By the way, he's armed. He had a machete. Now, Michaels had their guns, but they are not showing their guns. They're not presenting their guns. They're not presenting themselves as a threat. They're not even taking this individual as a threat, even though this white person who is homeless and shady looking, who has every reason to commit the crimes that they are afraid of that happening in this area, they don't even feel threatened by this man at all. He's carrying a machete, by the way. If you understand what a machete is, we're not talking about the Latino movie star. We're talking about the actual weapon. It's a big ass sword. Thank Bleach. Not the chemical, but the anime. And that's basically what you get. He's carrying a sword like that. This shady looking homeless dude. And they don't feel threatened at all. Listen to the video. And your father had his gun on him too, correct? I believe he did. I'll, I'll assume he did. Right. And did you brandish and show your weapons to the man? I did not. This is just some sort of pleasant conversation with the homeless guy under the bridge, is what you're telling us, Yeah, it came pleasant. Once I split between him and the, and the machete that he had there, and uh, asking what's going on, how's he doing, what's going on, he, was, uh, he stayed right where he was to continue to fish. And, Again, the dude had a machete. The dude had a machete. He said it in passing, so I had to make sure people understand. Because he just said it I, I, once I split myself between him and the machete, right? He said it in passing, so... He can try and make sure that some of the jury members didn't pay attention. But I'm going to do what the prosecution did not point out the fact that the shady looking guy had a weapon. While, again, they didn't brandish their guns. They had them with them. The shady looking guy had a weapon. And they disguised they described the, the the conversation that they had with the man as pleasantries. Now you have a shitty looking homeless man with a motherfucking machete and you describe your conversations with him as pleasantries. But the black man who's unarmed, who's not even 
paying attention to you and care less about what you're doing and just going about his day-to-day life, you feel as a threat. And you go out and attack him. Come on. Come on. Come on. If you don't believe it has something to do with race, man, I got a bridge I can sell you. Because it can't have anything else but to do with race. What else could it have to deal with? What else could it be? He saw a black man in his mind, his confederate, believing. Racist mindset went to, he has to be the one that's guilty. He has to be the one committing the crimes. He has to be the criminal because every damn black person is a criminal. They are guilty until proven not guilty. And if they're not guilty, they are proven they've gotten away with it. Because they're never innocent. And he said that to himself. And they went after him. Because again, to make sure people understand. When Mark Albury jogged past him. They yelled. There he goes. Let's get him. Get the weapons. And then they decided to hop into the pickup truck and chase down Ahmaud Arbery. Again, Ahmaud Arbery did not go after their vehicle. He didn't go after them at all, period. It was until they decided to attack him. Did Ahmaud Arbery think to have to fend for himself? There's no way you can talk about self-defense in this shit. Because if you're defending yourself, you would have just let the man walk by and then go about his goddamn business. You leave him alone. Sit down there in your goddamn damn house and let the man go about his business. If it feels though he is doing something criminal, goddamn it, call the police. At least we can march and cry about that shit. But damn, you take matters into your own hands. Shoot him dead. And now you want to try and say that you're defending yourself. How in the hell are you defending yourself? When a man wasn't a goddamn threat to you. He didn't have nothing to do with you. He had no weapons on him. He wasn't yelling at you. He wasn't attacking you. He wasn't threatening you. And try to cry white tears. He wasn't a threat. He didn't do anything but go for a job. But like Kyle Rittenhouse, these white people won't get away with it. Because if you're white and conservative, you can do whatever the fuck you want. 
and wonder why we have black people, why we keep talking about race, why everything I do with race, because everything has to do with race until you can get people who commit crimes and kill black people for no reason and put them behind bars like they belong and stop arresting black people for no reason. It will always be about race. Until black people can be able to go to sleep in their own damn beds without having to worry about their door being barged down and shot and killed by the police. The individuals that they pay to both protect them. Until they can go for a job and some racist ass fuck don't decide to bring out that shotgun and kill him and get away with it. Then it won't be about race. When a little kid can go outside and play around and I have to worry about the police officer drive by shooting them. Then it won't be about race. When a racist ass white boy who wants to go and shoot people can go and get put in jail because he grabbed a gun illegally and I had the goddamn justice system try to defend him from for judgment being displayed upon him. For him to go to jail and the damn judge and jury start trying to defend him. Oh, then it will stop being about race. Then it will stop being about race. But until then, everything will be about race. When black people can get a good paying job just much as white people with the same education as white people then it will stop being about race when we can talk about diversity and inclusion and Dr. King's teachings and stop trying to twist them to say things that he never even said then Stop being about race. You see, racist white people want people to shut up about race because they know that things are worse off than they were since Dr. King died. It got worse, not better. The KKK gets to not only walk around. Without wearing hoods and robes, they're now infiltrating and invading businesses, military, and the presidency. They're all throughout our government, in our judicial system, in our policing. They're in every aspect of our lives. If people want to talk about what critical race theory talks about, it talks about how the KKK invaded everything and now has control over our goddamn country. That's what it's about. And the proof is there. Think about it. What's the one thing that can guarantee a black man getting millions of dollars. Oh, to play football, 
So you colliding. If you spend most of your time, most of your young adult life running head first into each other until you get injured and have breaking bones and body parts and then they go to battle for the enjoyment of them like Squid Games. Oh, you can make millions of dollars there. But you try to actually make a goddamn motherfucking living. Something wrong with you. They do everything with that power to make sure you don't. Make sure that only jobs you can get are small, minimal service jobs that will never pay you enough money to survive. That you always have to strive and stretch money and try to, you know, stand there and starve yourself in order to make sure that you can pay some bills while they can live off the fat of the land. White people have associate's degrees getting jobs that black people can't get with masters and doctorates. White people having jobs and they don't even have a goddamn high school diploma. While black people gotta have associates and bachelors and masters and doctor's degrees just to get goddamn hourly wage. But oh, there's no problem with that. Oh, you just have to work for the rest of your life in a one damn position and pray to God that the white master finally decides to move you forward. Really? Or how about they actually do their job and actually start allowing people to make a livable wage, which is not hard at all. Which no one at all will be hurt by. They come up with some bullshit ass, fake ass goddamn business that doesn't even fucking exist. They can't even name the damn business. Oh, what about the small business? What about what the damn business then? Name it. Give me the name. Where's the business at? Where's the business? Where's the business? Soon as you soon as they say, name the motherfucking business that is that way. If you can't, I can name you five billion people. They're struggling. Real names. Real families. Real lives. But you can't even name a goddamn small business that's struggling like that. Because there's no such thing. Now they throw a fake ass like hypotheticals that doesn't even exist. Because they don't want black people to be able to move forward. That's why they're doing everything in their power to make sure that it doesn't that anything that delves with helping black people out gets crushed and removed. That's the thing. And you got to see it here in this update of this trial. It's plain as day. Right there. Prosecution literally destroyed the defense case. You heard it. He didn't manage any weapon. He didn't have any weapons on him. No gun. No knife. He didn't have his hands in his pocket. He wasn't even running after him. He was running past him. 
So what could he do? The man even said that he wasn't even threatening him or yelling at him. He just ran past him. Didn't even pay them any attention. Just thought they were regular people going about their natural lives and they wouldn't bother. But again, I already tell you, they don't get away with it because it's an all-white jury. One black person, all-white jury, one black person. Who vote doesn't even matter. After seeing Kyle Rittenhouse, they can do whatever the hell they want. The reason why they talk about a civil war is because they know on their end, they don't get any trouble for it. They don't face any justice for it. They don't face any problems. They literally broke into the Capitol building, stole property, sensitive information, espionage. The same type of thing that Donald Trump said should end with your execution happened. Um, can you tell me uh, what's the longest sentence that any of those individuals at the Capitol building faced? A couple months in jail. Possibly. That was the rich white woman who took a private jet down there by the way. She's more likely out right now on good behavior or time served or post bail and never going to step a foot in the prison. The QAnon shaman supposedly faced, I think, about three years in jail, 40, 41 months in jail, something dumb like that. He's not going to face any time in jail. He's not going to be in there. He's going to post bail and then, of course, go through a litany of Retrials and things like that. And that's a foot in the prison. I already know how it's going to go. We don't hear about it right now. You heard about it now. And then we're going to wait a few days or weeks or so. And then he's going to... He's going to, of course, do his civil his civil duty and say, Hey, nope, I want to stay in jail. I'm going to post bail. And, of course, the conservatives are going to bring him as much money as possible. Because think about it. Of course, they control all the money anyway. He's post-bail. He's not going to go to jail. not going to spend a night in jail. He's going to have a bunch of trials and whatnot. Eventually, he's going to say, well, time served. Even though he was out. And now it's been a, a damn second in jail. Or get out of good behavior. Or some shit. Or just say he he didn't even commit a crime. Even though he was literally there. On this. Inside the Capitol building. For five straight hours. And stole property. Not only private property. But public property. Espionage. But you get away with it. Because why? He's a conservative white man. Because again, this is what happens when you allow for conservatives to control the judicial system. You control the judicial system 
you control all of America. That's why somebody like Joe Biden doesn't deserve to be president because he literally said nothing fundamentally will change. Nothing fundamentally is going to change. We hire you so something fundamentally can change. We don't want Donald Trump 2.0. We want Donald Trump to be gone. Again, that's why I say people like me need to be in office. Because I'm not going to say nothing fundamentally is going to change. I'm going to say, oh, you bet your ass a lot going to motherfucking change. Because goddamn, a change is supposed to come to the goddamn 60s. A change was going to the 60s. By damn, the buck stops with me. It's already now came. It's coming now. It's now changing. You need people like me out there to say that. And can actually prove that. You'll go out there and see this pathetic infrastructure bill that's not even going to do shit. But be a goddamn handout to the rich. Because nothing fundamentally will change that bill. $1.5 trillion. What the fuck are you going to do with that? Barely even fix up a goddamn bridge. You got to use that for 5 to 10 years. Over 50 different states. Again, try to divide it up. And see how much you're going to get. See how much is going to go to what and what's going to go to where and how much that's going to actually matter once you get down to it in the long run. Broadband for rural areas is not even going to do shit but go into the pockets of the elite down there because that would just be a goddamn bonus for one of the rich people. Yeah, it always had to do a race. And that's why I say that. I wanted to get this little update so people can understand. Once he gets off scot free, because they all get off scot free, by the way. Because I wanted to let people know that. He is going to get off the cop. They all can get off the cop free. All three of them. Just like with Kyle Rittenhouse. I don't see them going to jail, period. I don't see them facing any goddamn, any goddamn time in jail. Not even a, a, a damn second. I wanted to have this out there so people can understand. He already told on himself that yes, Ahmaud Arbery did nothing to them. And yes, this was racial profiling. Because he literally saw what could be considered an individual who's a major suspect. A shady white man with a machete. But we exchange pleasantries. Because he's one of our white 
conservative brothering. But this black man that's minding his own business going for a jog is a goddamn criminal. Because black people are all criminals. Because they are inherently criminal. Their DNA structure is structured for them to be criminals. That is what they believe. Again, you don't have to believe me. They have a goddamn Confederate flag License plate. It's what they believe in. They believe that black people are inherently criminal. That their DNA are structured for them to be criminals. That everything evil in the world comes from black people. Stems from black people. It's because of black people. And if they could get rid of everybody black, world will be heaven. It'll be heaven on earth. That's what they believe. Again, they have a confederate Flag license plate. That's that vehicle that was there at the crime scene. That, of course, they didn't allow for it to be shown. But it's there, right for you to see. And they're gonna still get away with literal murder because the. Uh, Easiest way to get away with murder is be a conservative. That's why they talk about wanting to use guns so much. Because they already know that they can get away with it. They already know that the law doesn't affect them. They can break it whenever the fuck they feel like it. They are above the law. They are the law. Because the KKK is all throughout it. They created the law. And they're the ones who go out there and enforce the law. Just wanted to get that little brief update about Amara Arbery's case. So once you see that it get off scot free, that you can remember this podcast and say, "Yeah, he did literally show that they that Travis McMichael, the one who pulled the trigger and killed Amara Arbery, literally said that the man was not even a threat to him, but kills him anyway." But the man that posed most threat to them of all, they exchange pleasantries with. So that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share the podcast. Have a nice night, guys.